The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by Beeline. Visit findyoursiffingpoint.com, by Michter's American Whiskies, and by 291 Colorado Whiskey. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. Got a great guest for you today, and Dominican Sue, the one, the only, the sack sensation, and Dominican Sue with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now here's the thing: he's got a new teammate, and he talks about Tom Brady and what that means for their team. I can't wait for you to uh, listen to this, and if you're a football fan, sit back, sip some whiskey, and enjoy. And a big thanks to our sponsors for supporting this show. Imagine this, an experience centered around five Kentucky Bourbon Trail craft tour distilleries in northern Kentucky, the gateway to Kentucky bourbon. Add five amazing bourbon-centric bars and five delicious bourbon-focused restaurants, cultivating the freshest takes and culinary delights, and you are on the beeline. Start your trip today at findyoursippingpoint.com. Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. 291 Colorado Whiskey aims to create a -a one-of-a-kind, bold, and beautiful Colorado whiskey. Rugged, refined, rebellious. Distillery 291 is an award-winning small-batch whiskey distillery located in Colorado Springs, Colorado, nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak. Owner and founding distiller Michael Myers grew up on family farms in Georgia and Tennessee, across a countryside defined by rolling hills, horses, and whiskey. He set out to create a flagship whiskey that evoked the Wild West. A cowboy walking into a bar saying, give me a whiskey, and the bartender slamming down a bottle a bottle of 291 Colorado Whiskey. Find a bottle near you at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. And joining the show is the is the great Endomic uh, and Sue. Mr. Sue, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. I'm I'm ready to drink some whiskey with you. I I had no idea you were were such a whiskey fanatic, and in fact, you're actually an investor in this in this little brand right here. Yes, lovely Saint Liberty. Uh, some beautiful ladies that have uh, changed the world in uh, creating and distilling. So definitely excited to be a part of that uh, overall group. Yeah, that that's a cool story. But how did you how did you get into whiskey? What was your what was your moment? Was after it? Was it after you beat my Oklahoma State Cowboys? Uh, 
you know, when you're in Nebraska and you're like, you know what, I'm going to celebrate with a little bit of Pappy or something. No, no, honestly, uh, it was really, I learned about Pappy Van Van Winkle and then obviously some of the Japanese whiskeys out there and have just grown to like it over time, uh, as well as just learning about all the different types between bourbon and the rise and all the different uh, blends that they had. And so had an opportunity, as you mentioned, to be a part of the group of St. Liberty uh, and obviously support a great group of, of women and that have done some amazing things uh, in, in that industry. And so uh, obviously immigrants and my parents being immigrants coming from Cameroon and Jamaica, uh, it, it just felt aligned in a, in a good situation. Wow. Well, so when did you when did you get in um, get in touch with St. Liberty? Was that recent? Yeah, it's been recent in the last year or so, uh, and it's been a, a good partnership and something I'm excited about uh, working on uh, an all-women advisory board, uh, and then obviously uh, people of color being on the ownership side as well as uh, the operation side. So uh, my sister was actually the one who brought it to me uh, as she worked with me on a handful of my endeavors. Oh, wow. So, all right. So Peyton Manning came out with a whiskey, too. Okay. You know. What do you what do you think about that? Do you do you like do, do you like see it in the shelf? You see it in the liquor store and you're like, oh, you know, we got to take it out. We got to put got to put St. Liberty there. I mean, quarterback, defensive end. We know there's a rivalry there. <laughs> I may go knock it out, but no, I, I didn't know he had a whiskey, so I will have to check it out and see a, a comparison there. Uh, but maybe you can tell me between your opinion of who's the best. <laughs> well, I'll tell you that yours is. Uh, Yours is actually you got you have a small distillery you're working with and they've got a great story and they're pushing for it. Uh, Peyton's whiskey is like uh, is what we would call a source whiskey. He's got a really good blender on it and Marianne uh-huh. Eves, but you yours has that little bit more of a little guy working himself up and you know paying tribute to to great women of the past. So, well, and his is named after a golf course. Okay. So. So yeah. I sent you I sent you some whiskeys. In fact, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and uh, you know show go to camera two, and these so that folks these are the whiskeys I sent in Dominican and we um, I mean some really rare stuff. This this is the you know this is arguably the greatest Parker's heritage of all time. This is uh, this is an extinct whiskey blend from from the 30s. Uh, that's the Weller single barrel that just came out. Uh, this is a this is a barrel pick that I did, in the Boone County one. Really good whiskey, and then you know Jefferson's Reserve is a pretty everyday standard standard bourbon. I think I think that's where we'll we'll start there. Okay. We'll start with the uh, with the Jefferson's Reserve. Okay, I think I've got it here. One second, I'm going to grab a cup. Thank you, sir. You excited for uh, for football again? I am excited for football. I think uh, it's going to be a ton different from, obviously, anything else we've experienced in previous seasons, but... Uh, I'm definitely excited. We've got on paper uh, in Tampa a hell of a team, to say the least. You got a pretty good uh, free agent acquisition. 
Yeah, we did actually more than one uh, yeah. with Tom as well as Grunk both coming in, uh, one out of retirement and one obviously from the Patriots. So uh, definitely excited about being able to see how they can uh, pick us up on the offense side of the ball uh, and, and make it a little bit easier for us on the defense side of the ball. Do you think you'll be able to get some St. Liberty on one of Gronk's party buses? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if we have a donation, we can we can definitely get on that party bus. Uh, All right. I'm going to limit the party buses during, during the season. Uh, we'll wait That's for the good. celebration, hopefully. Yeah, well, you got the team to do it. Yeah. All right. So when you when you you're obviously familiar with whiskey, you've got your I can already tell you've got your own kind of method. So talk to me through your your method of, of tasting whiskey as a taster. I have mine. I'm, and you can definitely tell you've got you've got yours. So t- take me through your process of how you like to taste. Yeah, I think for me, it's uh, obviously getting a smell and, and getting the aromas uh, and the different notes that come to me. Uh, but more or less, uh, I'm just getting a good understanding of those and then want to dive right de- deep into it. I, I would say I'm no expert of, of like you are, but I, I think I have uh, a pretty good palate of, of things and I like to taste the smoothness to it. Uh, and whether it's hitting me on the front side of my tongue, on the back side or in the middle, uh, and then kind of going from there. Awesome. Well, what I like to do is I like to, I like to let the, I like to smell it and have it kind of go back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I like to smell with my mouth open because it allows me to pick up more than, you know, just the alcohol. Sometimes I don't, sometimes I, my mouth's closed, but I kind of go back and forth because it changes a little bit. And, um, and sometimes you get a whiff of whiskey and you can taste it when you're smelling it. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, for sure. As it comes down the back of your throat, through your nose, without question. Now, I interviewed Kyle Rudolph a while back, and he was telling me he, he's, he's broken his nose a few times. And he, like one of his nostrils does, doesn't work because he, you know, or, or like he, he can't smell as well on one side as the other because basically he got broken a time or two i mean hell you might have broken i don't know but, but <laughs> no, uh, i definitely haven't but uh definitely gone against kyle but uh i think the alcohol really opens up the nose nostrils for me and then obviously i get used to that and then obviously i find the different notes throughout do you uh, do you pick up more on one nostril than the other i do i don't i would say i'm pretty even uh but obviously a little bit more clear on the left side so i i, I do notice that uh okay that I'm a little bit, I guess, if I'm a dominant sniffer, uh, it's to the left. All right, so we smell. We've done the done the smell part. Mm-hmm. Now let's do the the old taste. This is standard Jefferson's Reserve. 92 proof or 90 90 proof excuse me it says there's no age to it or age statement yeah there's no age statement to these guys uh basically if you are over four years old you're not required by law to put an age statement on there Mm -hmm. but if you are going to put an age statement on a bottle it it has to be the youngest barrel of um, 
of that bat of the of the barrel in the batch mm -hmm. so if it says six or you know they could have 20 15 year old barrels in there but one six-year-old barrel and they'll put they have to put six on there if they want to do an age statement yeah with that said a lot of these brands are just like you know they don't want to be beholden to uh, an age statement mm -hmm. and so they just don't put one on there and that's that's what we have here which is definitely good in, in, in some instances from a standpoint of not being judged by your age. So. That's right. Let, let's take a look at St. Liberty. Do you guys put an age statement on there? Let's see. Yep, you do. Yep. Uh, four years old on uh, Birdie's uh, Bear Gulch. Yep. Birdie Brown. Boy, she looks like a solid uh, bootlegger back <laughs> in the day. Yes, she does. Love it. Let's see if Josephine's has an age statement here. Oh, ooh, this one's five years old. That's fantastic. Those, these bottles are really cool. You guys did a good job with these bottles. No, they're absolutely amazing, especially Mary. Mary, that blue uh, just comes out. Yeah, that speaks to you? Yeah, no, especially in, in the light top. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a cool look. That was a really cool look. I like that. So overall impressions on our first one here, the Jefferson's uh, Reserve. I like it a lot. Uh, I think it hits very, very smooth. Uh, and then coming down through the throat, uh, there's, there's not really much of a spiciness to it, uh, which is good. Uh, and, and definitely something I could see myself drinking again in the future. Now, at, at, when you are, we're going to move on to the to the Boone County. Um, after after a game, uh -huh. do you do you, do you celebrate with a little bourbon? I try and stay away from uh, any alcohol because, truthfully, it is one of the most important times to recovery. Um, so right after a game, right after a game, and the body needs as much recovery as it can get. Um, obviously we've in, in some layman's terms, gone through multiple car crashes. So, uh, hydration is probably one of the most key things, uh, especially if you're on a short week. Um, so yeah, I try and stay away, but, but Monday, uh, after a game, uh, maybe watching Monday night football, uh, if I'm not playing on it, uh, definitely try and enjoy, uh, some whiskey or, or sometimes wine as well. Yeah. So, so if you on like an off day, you will you will have a little sip, or enjoy a little something, something. Yes, no question. Uh, okay. The wife, the wife definitely uh, isn't always opposed to it. So uh, we usually have something great with dinner, and then watch TV, hang out, or our, our normal shows before bed. <laughs> Do you ever have like, uh, do you ever get like a sack or a really good tackle and you're like, man, I am cracking out the, the, the McAllen or the Pappy tonight. Cause damn, that felt good. Uh, usually, uh, not thinking about liquor, but yeah, in the locker rooms, we'll, we'll every now and then the guys will, will say like, are we going to go out after this and go have a good time? So, uh, but usually not, uh, right off the bat, but. Um, usually after the game, it's a competition of uh, who, who's it going to be, who's going to be paying for it. Uh, 
kind of out of the D-line group. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the you're the veteran now, so they should be paying for you. Exactly, exactly. So I'm I'm the old man in the group, so I've I've done my due. So it's usually on the younger guys. I like that. All right, so here we are. This is so what this is. So Boone County is uh, a distillery in northern Kentucky. Okay. They acquired they acquired a lot of barrels from uh, an Indiana distillery in that source whiskey game I was telling you a little bit about with like what Peyton's doing. Okay. And um, we got to go and pick a barrel, my cigar club we did. And and this is this is a Boone County 12 year old, uh, yeah. basically Indiana bourbon. And, you know, I picked this uh, a couple years ago. Okay. So this is. Oh, it still smells good, too. Yeah. That is, I could smell this all day long. Yeah. What What are you picking up there? It's it's definitely a uh, smooth and I mean, you got vanilla there. This is you know you're going down that right track, and uh, one of the things that I do is that when I pick up when I pick up something like vanilla, mm -hmm. I start I start going down the list of like what are the other things that I am. That I'm that are similar to vanilla, and yeah. I start kind of pairing them together, and and some of them are like, you wouldn't think about them, but cornbread, mm -hmm. like really sweet cornbread, yeah. has a bit of it, it's like it's on that same axis on the nose for, yeah, as vanilla, a little extract. Mm. Yeah. It might not be a bad idea to throw some extract and vanilla into some cornbread. <laughs> Oh, man, that sound good, actually. You know, I tried making this recipe of cornbread the other day. Mm -hmm. they, they said put popcorn in there. Okay. They said it would it would pop inside the cornbread. It didn't pop, and I almost cracked a tooth on one of the, on the uh, kernels. cornbread, the, the yeah. kernels of the popcorn. Yeah. Would you get any brown sugar in this? This is, yeah, this is loaded with those kinds of notes. Mm-hmm. Um, brown sugar for sure a little bit of molasses uh you know some peanut butter um i just to me when 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 you assess all of those there's still one note that just jumps out as like a big old caramel you know it's like a caramel bomb for sure know? no question there caramel i definitely agree with Now this this might be one you'd want to break out after a good regular season win. I don't know if it's quite a playoff win or a Pro Bowl celebration, but it's a good it's a good win. You having a nice steak dinner, you know the Jeffersons. That's a pre you finish preseason. You're you know, okay. Okay. You know you're just r r warming up. This one this is a nice regular season right here. This is this is usually like a you finish the first quarter of the season off and and. Fourth game, got a good win. You're four and zero or three and one, and feeling good about how the start yeah. of the season's going. So definitely, like definitely that. on there with you on that one. 
Yeah. Mm. Man, that's a that's a tasty one. Yeah. So we'll go to the Weller uh, single barrel now. I will I will tell you, um, my wife is a huge fan of yours. Okay. And and she's not even uh, she's a Giants fan. Okay. But yeah. but she uh, she loves football. Uh -huh. And um, you know, defensive end is her is her favorite position, which is a, what a tip. You know, she doesn't really know football, so for, for her to choose that position, I think it's because you tackle the quarterback, and she hates most quarterbacks. Well, me and your wife are going to definitely be friends. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you know, you've got like. Uh, Watching, watching you play, you're so passionate. You know, you bring it every game. You know, it's one of those where I'm an old school football fan. I guess she is too. Yeah. But it feels it, it feels like there's there's so much so many in the game that take plays off and everything. No one can ever say that about you. That's for no, sure. No, I definitely appreciate that. And uh, passion, grit, and grind is is everything that I was well was instilled in me. One from my parents, but especially when I got to Nebraska uh, from Coach Bo, uh, as well as all the other coaches on the staff. So um, I try and think of those guys that paved the way for me previously uh, and being able to carry on that tradition. Uh, and obviously Nebraska's got a, a great tradition uh, and some elite players that, that I like to replicate my game after. Nebraska is a storied program. Of course, we had them in the Big 12 until uh, the Big 10 went, came and stole them from us. But yeah. uh, I miss them in the Big 12. I really do. It just it, The league is not the same without them. Yeah, no, it's definitely a hate-love relationship because I enjoyed all those Oklahoma-Texas battles, uh, mm -hmm. even Colorado playing them on Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving. Um and going to bed early on Thanksgiving after being semi-full because you couldn't overeat knowing you got a game the next day. So uh, Big 12 was was great to me and enjoyed every bit of it. Uh, but we got to get Nebraska back in the right foot footsteps, uh, hopefully under Coach Frost, and uh, get some championships up there in the Big 10. Yeah, I mean, college football is better when Nebraska is good. Just the bottom line, you know. No, some some amazing fans, and you talking about traveling, going to bowl games, and all that stuff. Had some amazing times there as a, as a, as a youngster. So what we're drinking here, this is uh, Weller. This is the okay. Weller single barrel. This is a new product uh, okay. from um, an existing line from Weller. It okay. is a weeded bourbon. This is the same recipe as Pappy Van Winkle, okay. and um, so this is a, a single barrel. And they're basically trying to p pluck the the best barrels they can, and you know, and, and bottle them and sell them. Mm -hmm. And this ten years ago, you know, when you first came into the league, was pretty easy to find. Okay. And now you can't find it. Now it's really hard to find because, yeah. well, it's good and people know about it. For sure. Whatever. What do you? Uh... I feel like I want to say there's a little fruit, maybe peach, in there, or something. Man, you're around. good. You're good. You may you may have a really good career as a taster after this. <laughs> if, when when you want to retire and put on that that gold jacket, you may just have a 
you may you may take my place here and taste some whiskey. No, I'll come right alongside of you and and, and join the fun. Uh, if if we could <laughs> if we could like if we could like get you into like you know the tasting format where you're a judge and everything. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, that's a good career to fall into when you get out. You know, so no. your buddies buddies ask you, "What are you doing now?" I taste whiskey for a living. You know? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> no, that would be a fun fun deal. Get a get around and get an opportunity to travel around the world uh, to do it. That'd now, I'm fun. not asking. I don't want you to think about retirement because I want to see you still playing and get a ring. Oh, I, I still got plenty of years left. You do, but. You know, are you gonna when you do retire? Do you think you'll work out like you do now, or do you think you'll like you know cut back a little bit? Truthfully, I am pretty regimented in how I like to uh, start my day. So I'm I'm typically up around five six in the morning and starting my workouts, and I may push it back a couple hours or an hour, uh, mm-hmm. but I still want to get up get get a workout in of some sort. Uh, and then get to business, whether it's in real estate or uh, investing. Uh, and then, like you said, maybe uh, I'll be able to ride your coattail into tasting whiskey uh, for a living as well. Well, I might just hit you up on after this for a little something <laughs> I'm working on on the side. So you might become a taster before, you, you, you know, you never know. No. In the off season. It'll be in the off season, though, I promise. Yeah, off season for sure. That would be great. In season, I can't be tasting too much right now. <laughs> That's right. I don't want to. Don't want to affect that. All right. So yeah, you're you were spot on um, with the peach. Uh, I think apricot is really prevalent here. And then mm-hmm. there's a flavor that I get that's really prominent uh, in Europe, and it's a it's an almond paste uh, kind of dessert mm-hmm. called marzipan. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's uh it's got a lot of that going there. And this is really, this is a celebratory whiskey. You know, yeah. you you've made the playoffs. You um. You 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 want to celebrate, you know, but you're not quite there to your to your you know really expensive ones yet. But you want to yeah. celebrate with something great. This is this is that kind of whiskey. Well, yeah, definitely one of those. Like you said, made the playoffs, clinched the division, uh, mm. something of that sort. <laughs> Oh, I like that. I like that. Now, your division's tough. I mean, you got a got a handful of, of of great teams for sure. We're gonna. It's gonna be a, a fun battle to say the least. Well, you know, I this is. I thought like Cam Newton was like, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks, and he seemed like he'd be. He's really hard to tackle. Yeah. So at least he's not in the league, or at least in your in your division right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, no, he uh, he moved out of the NFC uh, South and then obviously moved over to the AFC. So uh, we'll be missed from a quarterback I get to hit uh, for sure. But there's plenty of other great ones. Uh, Teddy is going to be another elusive quarterback there in Carolina. Uh, And then Drew Brees as well, a guy that's been doing it for a long, long time. and then Matt Ryan is uh, going to Atlanta into that fun stadium and that loud crowd is uh, – I've got a bittersweet, bittersweet feeling about that stadium having lost a Super Bowl there. So uh, yeah. I got a little extra umph when I go there for sure. Mm. <laughs> Who is your favorite quarterback to hit? 
Uh, well, unfortunately, one of them are my teammates now. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't be able to hit him. I'll, I'll maybe I'll, I'll give him a couple love taps in practice. Uh, we you talking about Tom Brady? Yeah, about Tom. Yeah, uh, we actually joked about that when I uh, ended up signing uh, back with Tampa. Uh, and so between him and uh, in the ba- old back in the days when I first got into the league, Brett Favre uh, was obviously a great one. Aaron Rodgers was always fun to go after. Uh, and, and have a lot of fun because he, he talks back quite a bit. And kind of on that note, Philip Rivers uh, is probably one of the most funnest because his, his animation, but obviously he has great craft and um, being able to run his offense. So between those guys, it, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun going against them. That's interesting. I, I have heard that Philip Rivers likes to talk a little smack, but <laughs> – he just seems like a sweet guy, you know. It's like, you know, but is it really smack? It's, but I'm not on the field, so I don't know. It's 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 definitely smack uh, and fun in games uh, because off the field, like we've been able to interact with each other off the field. And he's a, he's a really good dude, good solid family man as well. Um, and uh, my mom actually, when I was maybe a couple years ago, wanted to grab a picture with him. He was super. Super humble about being able to do that, uh, and it was right after we had just beat them. So, <laughs> right on. Well, we have we have a really rare antique whiskey um, next, and that is the uh, Four Roses, the, the the Four Roses blend here. Mm-hmm. Now, this thing, you know, this thing was basically we know Four Roses today as being like this. Uh, really, you know, bold and high rye bourbon, but coming out of prohibition, you know, they were doing, uh, blends and they were even doing blends, you know, well after, you know, the fifties. And so this is what's, this is what they would have been making, um, in the, in the 19, um, in the 1930s and 1940s. Uh, because they didn't have enough bourbon on the market to actually uh, put into put into the market, you know. So they didn't have enough straight bourbon. So they created, you see right there, it says a, a blend of straights, like a blend of straight whiskeys. Yeah. That means that they are p- compiling, uh, you know, bourbons or whiskeys that are, you know, at least two years old, mm-hmm. and so. You know, prior, you know, when this was, when this was, uh, when this was made, you know, the NFL really wasn't what we know it. They still had the leather helmets, mostly, you know, there was, uh, I I can't even really make, I can't even really name a player from, from the thirties. When you, when you get in the forties, I can name a player or two in the fifties, but you know, football was not the the world we know today and society was definitely different. Yeah. Uh, but the whiskey still lives and this is what that generation liked to drink. This was a hot, this was one of the best selling whiskeys on the market. Okay. So, but these things from like the thirties and forties, mm-hmm. sometimes they taste amazing. And sometimes they taste like a big old heaping pile of dung. You just, you just, you just never know, because sometimes the the, the bottle did not, you know, uh, did not uh, do well in its time where wherever it was, uh, 
sitting and you know and they they also had a very different um idea of what tasted good back then yeah so but nonetheless this is actually a glass of history so this is a glass of something that you cannot get um i don't know how many bottles of this would be left in the world mm -hmm. but it wouldn't be a lot this is something that you're splurging and you know you're splurging but you don't know if it's going to be any good it's kind of like actually i don't have a comparison <laughs> maybe a really expensive watch that doesn't work five days later i don't know but yeah, but this it, they've got a great label, uh, to say the least. And I, I'm a little biased because I'm in from Portland, Oregon, and we're the city of roses. So uh, those four roses look amazing on that bottle. And it's green. Yep. Yeah. And the brand still exists today. Okay. It's just it's just been through uh, mm. a few hands. It's a interesting, interesting story, actually. It's quite delightful, though. It smells a lot like leather to me and like tobacco, like a cigar box. Yeah, and I'd say a little creamy. Mm. Oh, wow. Holy shit, that's good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is very, very smooth. That is amazing. And I have to tell you, if the guy who gifted this bottle to me, he's a Redskins fan. Okay. And, and if I told him I was going to be sipping this with you, he probably wouldn't have given it to me. Yeah, you know, he's <laughs> such a diehard, you know, fan. And yeah, you know, people people take football like religion. You know, no, no I mean, no doubt they're like yelling at you from the stands like what's the worst thing someone's yelled at you from the stands uh i don't know if i can repeat it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh there's definitely been some uh some vulgar, vulgar language to say the least that's come out of some fans um and obviously i played in oakland a ton of times uh in green bay as well i, I got a hate love relationship with them um, but it's, it's been a, a lot of fun to just hear. And I actually enjoy playing in away stadiums because to hear a crowd be silenced by the actions that you're putting on the field and sacking mm -hmm. their quarterback or taking down their running back, knocking down a pass or getting an interception or a fumble recovery and turn it for a touchdown. Uh, and it just goes silent and, and then walking, being able to walk out of that stadium and they're booing at you not throwing stuff, uh, but wanting to throw stuff at you, to say the least, uh, is always a great feeling. So uh, yeah. we're playing home games, but there's that, that great feeling when you're pay playing in an away stadium and people are uh, definitely upset that you've taken away their enjoyable Sunday. You, you like you like drinking their tears, it sounds like. It's like, oh, oh give me your tears. No question. Yes, all, I want all of your tears uh, and keep them flowing. I love it. I love it. So you, so you have been, you've been such, such a force on, on the defensive line. And a lot of times with someone who has your like a, athleticism, mm -hmm. they bring them over on the offensive side to maybe play a little bit of tight end or, you know, a fullback. Yeah. I mean, 
are we going to see a little bit of that now that you've got uh, Gronk on one side, maybe a double tight end, you know, run it down your throat kind of formation? I would love to, and we've had some discussions with our coaches. Um, and actually, last year we had a package that we actually didn't actually end up using. Um, but it, it, there's definitely some packages that we've had in, in the mix, uh, just finding the right time. And in, in this year, obviously, you have Gronk as, as an amazing tight end, uh, future Hall of Famer. Um, and Vita Vea, one of my, my line mates, plays right next to me. Uh, he scored some touchdowns as well. So you could have a three-headed monster, monster if you put me over there as well. So uh, oh, boy. maybe be something uh, that we can consider for this season. Hey, uh, go for it. Go for it, Coach Bruce. This is it's the way to do it. Sure. I'd love to see you, but I, I don't want to stop drinking this. I don't know about you, but this is like. No, this is amazing. I'm, I'm going to actually. This is complex. I'm going to say some of this for the 4th of July. Uh, this is definitely going to be something. Hold on, I... hold on Dominic. My, my phone's ringing somewhere and it's, I did. Hold on. Okay. Hey, sorry about that. No worries at all. And now, now I lost, I lost audio on you too. Hold on. Let's uh, hold on. Microphone, good. You hear me? Okay. Can I you hear you. me. You can hear yep. me. Okay. I lost. Let me try this. Okay, I should be able to hear you now. Perfect, you got me. Great, yeah, yeah, I hear, yeah, great. Okay. Yeah, my that was my my lawyer calling me. What the hell do you want? <laughs> what do you What do you want? You want to like charge me for more hours? Or like what? We had just have lunch, and you want to charge me? What? What? <laughs> yeah. No, lawyers, their their time is always precious, and they're always charging. So the more they talk, the more they're happier. Yeah, I, I wonder <laughs> if he charges me for the phone call. There's no question. No question. <laughs> Phone call, emails, text messages, it's all getting charged. That voicemail, it has to be 30 seconds because, you know, then he can bill for an entire minute. You know? Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so we were talking about, like, how how great this, um, this liquid is. Yeah. I mean, this is um, – and just to kind of, like, kind of paint the setting for you, you know, coming out of Prohibition, you know, everybody was wanting to get back into whiskey. It was so that everybody was so excited about having um, your businessman. So you'll appreciate this. They saw opportunity mm -hmm. and yep. that opportunity for them was like, let's invest money. Let's do all this. Let's build infrastructure. And but they didn't have whiskey right away to like bottle. So they were taking little bits and pieces of what was left over from medicinal whiskey during Prohibition. Yeah. And they were blending it together, making the very best blends they possibly could. Mm -hmm. And this is an example of that. And then, then when they get the stocks going, Germany invades Poland. We end up in World War II. And it's just, it's kind of a sad story. But this is a piece of history of, of excitement. This is a moment of when uh, distillers were so jazzed to get back in the game. And we're tasting a little bit of history here, my friend. Yeah, really that's something, a, and that history tastes amazing to say the least. 
And I'm, I'm excited to uh, this Fourth of July. I'll share a smidget with my uh, my performance director who's coming over to the house because he's a big uh, whiskey bourbon guy as well. So uh, definitely excited. Well, after this, I'll pour a little bit more and send oh. to you. Okay. And then you can like you guys can uh, share a little bit more down the road, and you can have a little bit more. But no, yeah, this awesome. is. This is too good not to share with with friends, you know. This is. I was gonna say this is like uh, making the uh, the NFC Championship or winning the NFC Championship, but I don't know if it's not winning the Super Bowl, you know. Okay. What do you think? I, I've I've been able to win an NFC Championship, and this is quite close to it. Uh, okay. I, I would say this almost has uh, tears of joy. Okay. This is a so 1930s Four Roses blend of straights, an American whiskey, mm-hmm. tears of joy for Dominican Sioux, <laughs> which means tears for your team, most likely. Yeah. Yes, no question about that. <laughs> so now, if you give me a, uh, if, if you're okay with this, I'd like to tell you the story behind the man that this is named after, because he was a, he was a really good friend of mine, great man. Okay. His name was his name was Parker Beam. Yep. He was the master distiller for uh, Heaven Hill. Okay. And uh, he was one of the people who influenced me and helped my palate and trained me in some ways. And he uh, he's an icon in American whiskey. Okay. He uh, he got ALS and announced it in 2013. Mm-hmm. And every and they named uh, they named a whiskey after him. And every every bottle of whiskey that they sell that's the Parker's Heritage, they yeah. donate money to to the ALS Foundation. Yeah. And not all their releases have been great, but this one is thought to be uh, the greatest uh, that they have ever put out. Uh, my my opinion included. Yeah. And it's an 11 year old single barrel, mm-hmm. 122 proof from. Yeah. 2017 so this would have been distilled in uh uh 2006 so if i if my memory is correct you would be a freshman or sophomore in college at that time sophomore yeah Yeah. you were a sophomore so what what were you doing as a sophomore at nebraska uh i was running around campus uh i enjoyed my first full season uh, of college ball um, starting to uh, come into my own uh, as a as a young defensive tackle slash defensive end um, and just really green behind the ears to say the least and, and mm-hmm. decided to uh, be a part of a, a great organization in college um, really diving really heavy into my engineering college uh, and and really made that decision to to focus on that. So it was a a big year for me to say the least. Well, uh, I think that was, that was a year that you all beat Oklahoma state too. Uh, And I think you got a couple sacks on us. I I don't, I don't, that, that was when they, they were split up. Yeah. I don't know if that was the year we had you, but I think, I think you did, and I think you whipped us pretty good. Yeah, we'll have North, to go to the Google after this. Yeah, north and south. So I would, I would imagine because I got to play against Oklahoma State at least two or three times. Um, 
that I recall. Uh, but no offense, we usually didn't have too much trouble. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I'm I'm in the stands, and yeah. I know, and you know, yeah. Am, am I wrong of a, a little butterscotch here? Oh man, this is a butterscotch bomb again. Yeah. You, I gotta get you over on the tasting side. Mm -hmm. You you've got skills here, you really do. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I, and by the way, I would put this. Everyone always talks about like Pappy Van Winkle being the greatest bourbon and all that. Mm -hmm. It's a very good bourbon, but it does have a lot of hype connected to it. For sure. And so that that inflates it. Mm -hmm. I would put this up against any Pappy release ever. Okay. And I've tasted a good chunk of them. And that's yeah. how high I am on this one. Wow. Yeah. Anna's got these a great the, And these are my last uh these are my last drops too, so get to get to share, you know, the last uh, little bit of this with you. No, I definitely appreciate it. This is uh an amazing oh yeah and it hits you but then it just kind of just dissipates into oh, like goodness i got a little tickle down my spine <laughs> yeah mm. man that was good oh, yeah no i like because it, it comes on like with with some strength to it, but mm -hmm. don't worry. I'm going to, I'm going to smooth out for you as it, as it goes down. So definitely a, a, a very enjoyable finish. That it is. Outside of this one, what, what else would you say are some of your, your favorites? Well, I'd tell you that, you know, like over the years, my, you know, the whiskeys I've picked for like my American whiskeys of the year, um, going back to 2017, it'd be Booker's Rye, 2018. Um, it was um, uh, Barrel Bourbons, 15 year old, Gray mm -hmm. Label, uh, 2019, King of Kentucky. And this year, uh, I've got a lot of really good contenders. Okay. But I'm not quite sure. They're all pretty close. There hasn't been one that has overly wowed me. Uh, there's been a couple, but they're not in the bourbon category. They're in different categories. Okay. But um, it, as a critic, you just, it's hard to say who's your favorite, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Totally understand. Um, right. just, just some good quality batches. Uh, mm hmm is most important just constant quality well i think i think i should probably taste uh maybe i should taste one of those the the sweet liberties yes saint liberty saint liberty yes. sweet liberty <laughs> sweet liberty saint liberty <laughs> i mean you know what which one do you recommend i've got birdies mary's and josephine's I would probably go with uh, Josephine's. I haven't. I personally haven't had a chance to dive heavily into Mary's, but Josephine's uh, I, I've definitely enjoyed uh, quite a bit. Okay. Again, this this bottle is just probably 
probably one of the best original bottles that I've seen in a while. It's just such a nice bottle. Love the shape. Got the good cork there. And here's the thing, too. I, I'm very honest with my reviews. So, like, if I, if I don't like it, uh, I, I will say it. But no. so this is uh, distilled and aged in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So I have a feeling I know the distillery from whence this came. Oh, maybe I don't. This does not smell like that distillery. It smells very... Uh, It, it it has um, kind of like a funk to it, like a, a Jamaican jerk funk. Mm -hmm. Definitely spiced. Damn, I like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, if you're like, um, I mean, if you're a If you're a Rye fan, this is going down that road of, um, you know, it's got a lot of spice. I mean, it's very spice laden, mm -hmm. and then, and then some herbs coming in underneath that. But this is fantastic. Wow. Actually, I want to know more about this whiskey. I dig that. Yeah, no, J Josephine's is, is quite nice. Uh, a nice perfection out of Montana, um, as well as crafted in Tennessee. So definitely, uh, and she was she was a killer to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you do you do you have a say in any of the whiskey? Do they bring you in on the panels or anything like that to to pick a whiskey out? I do a little bit. Uh, obviously, I can't always taste all the time just because of training and all those different things. So uh, that's why I have a strong um, executive team. Uh, but definitely have a lot of trust in them, and I, I definitely get to taste and, and, and be a part of the mix for sure. Well, you, you have the palate for it, and uh, when they want to bring you in the tasting panel, I think you know whenever you're ready for that, you're you're there. You you got it. This is a good whiskey. So um, I think you got a good team there doing a good job for sure. No, definitely. I appreciate that. And uh, I'm definitely excited for the future. Um, there's a, a lot of excitement around the brand. And uh, as I said before, just being able to be a part of something and, and sticks to my to my roots of immigrants and, and women of of color uh, doing some exciting things or have done some exciting things and bringing it to life. Yeah. And I gotta, I gotta send you my, uh, I sent you my book bourbon curious, but I gotta send you my book whiskey women, which was uh, a story on the history of women and whiskey. So I, I applaud what you're doing. I think it's great. We're glad to have you in whiskey. And I mean, I'm looking forward to you becoming a taster, like a professional taster, you know, in the off season now. Yeah, and, uh, sure. and all that, but uh, so I guess we'll kind of close on this. Just tell us what you're most excited about with the season. I mean, it feels like it's going to be a little, 
it's going to be a little different. There's still not a plan from uh, the NFL of what the season looks like, but we got the coronavirus and NBA and it, Major League Baseball is doing stuff. But, you know, I think most of the world, uh, especially the United States, is just excited to see you guys on the field again. Yeah, no, I'm definitely optimistic about the season, and, and I think we, we've got some amazing plans in play to, to have it. Uh, obviously, people are starting to see some of the things that I've known for a handful of weeks of uh, understanding that there are going to be some cancellations of the preseason games and limited to that just for acclimation for guys and making sure they're able to uh, get prepared for the season, which is most important, uh, and then the ability to, to really just go out there and, and have a great product. So uh, I think the, the the most important things is guys remaining healthy through these uh, pandemics that we're that, the pandemic that we're dealing with, and uh, and we'll definitely uh, when we have the opportunity to get out there, have an amazing product as well. So, what was your favorite whiskey that we tasted here today? Truthfully, I would have to say I'm in great alignment with you on the Park Parker's Heritage, but uh, for whatever reason, the 1930s 1940s Four Roses is is also sitting quite well with me uh so right. between those two i'm i'm caught in the middle uh and i think it's a good place to be caught over time it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, i'll send you i'll send you some more of the four roses but uh man just thank you so much for coming on um love uh love to see what's going to happen with tampa bay this year and um i'll definitely be rooting for you all it's going to be it's going to be a unique uh season but everybody will be glued to the television because the world needs to see football again and can't wait to see you uh you know sacking whoever it is you're going to be sacking so no i appreciate appreciate it and uh thank you for having me uh tell your wife i appreciate the support uh and uh, i will definitely not let her down uh with the way I play. Right on, man. Well, take the take the glass you like most. I, I picked mine. I got I got the Parkers, but it was like you was close. But you don't have to tell us which one it was. But just want to toast you, man. I appreciate uh, appreciate you coming on, and um, you know, be safe out there, stay healthy, and just have a great year with the Tampa Bay Bucks. And and go easy on Tom. Go easy on him. No, I'm, I'm now a part of the family, so I appreciate it, and thank you, and toast to you as well. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. So wasn't that a great interview? Look, I just love football. I can't wait for it to get back in motion. I accept the fact that we're probably not going to be able to go and see an actual game. And, man, I just, I miss interaction with people. I really miss interaction with people. And I hope that we are able to get in a position where we can go to games safely and watch these wonderful athletes play because they give us so much joy. They give us so much hope about our society. And the fact is, we need sports. We need sports right now more than ever, as, a, as we do music. So, hey, thanks for joining me uh, this week. Make sure you're clicking that subscribe button if you're watching over on YouTube. Uh, if you're what listening on, on, on one of the podcast devices you know give us a review if you can uh five stars would be nice but however whatever you think we're we're worth a big shout out to all those who are helping put together the fred minnick show uh enormous 
support from Jonathan to Clay to Gary to my producer Pam Lafer to Kevin, my my utility man. So Kevin's kind of like Craig Council. You know, he's got some speed and he can play a lot of different positions and he can also coach. So, oh, baseball's coming back too. Oh, I love sports. I can't wait for it. So, hey, everybody, thanks for joining and uh, be safe out there and take care of one another. Cheers. Oh, I almost forgot. Next week, we have Emerson Hart of Tonic. I mean, he's about as big as they get from the 90s and early 2000s. Still plugging away, making great music. He's got a solo album. Go check it out. Cheers. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by Beeline. Visit findyoursippingpoint.com by Michter's American Whiskies and by 291 Colorado Whiskey. For more information on Fred's books, articles, and more, just go to fredminnick.com.